helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today is part two in the series of Suppressed Emotion, the story of Jonah. So those of you who listened last week would have heard the interesting story of suppressed emotions from the life of Jonah where we looked at that first part and we looked at the story in, 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 in a way that maybe you haven't heard it before. We talked about some of the, the ways in which Jonah created situations in his life that resulted in him having adverse reaction later on when when he's dealing with minor issues. So today we are going to look at a minor issue later on in the story that resulted in Jonah having a total meltdown. And we're going to look at what is behind that. What is behind Jonah having a meltdown over a shade been taken away from him. And we're going to look at this in, 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 a, in a way that's going to help you to understand what are some of the psychological reactions to minor things when the bigger things in life are not dealt with. So stay tuned. It's going to be an interesting one. But with me in studio today, before we go further in this show, is Melissa Wagat. Melissa, welcome again to Life Transformation Radio Show. Thanks. Melissa is my co-host for those of you who may be new or listening to the show for the first time. Thanks so much, Michael, for having me back. It's always great to join you in studio. It's a pleasure having you. And so, as you said, Michael, for those of you who don't know my voice, it's probably a sign or yourself as well, Michael, that it's their first time listening to this show. So if you're tuning into the Life Transformation Radio Show for the very first time, first let us say welcome. We are on Monday mornings at 9.30 each and every week. And we are, or this radio show is a part of Elim Counseling Ministries. If people don't know what Elim Counseling Ministries is, Michael, can you share a little bit about what this ministry is and how people can get more information? Absolutely. It's a very good way to begin today, Melissa. Elim is a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling, but from a Christian perspective. Our therapists are all believers, and we invite God into the work that we do, and we abide by biblical principles. There's nothing that we do here that contradicts biblical principles. We tend to stand on the word of God and invite God in what we do. And as a result, we have seen many great breakthroughs over the year. We are a subsidized ministry, meaning that we offer counseling at a subsidized rate, but we are only able to do that based on the sacrifices that our therapists make by providing therapists at a rate that's far below market value. So to continue to do that, we depend on donations from those of you who who believe in the work that we are doing or who may have benefited from Elim. If you haven't made a contribution to the ministry as yet, we invite you to do so because your contribution helps us to continue to help others to get over issues in their life. And we believe this is a ministry that 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 supplements the work that pastors do because for the most part we're dealing with believers and we're equipping believers in a way by helping them to overcome setbacks in their life, to help them to overcome things that have happened that might not that might stand in the way of them fulfilling God's role for their lives. And so I think by donating to this ministry, you're helping people 
to fulfill God's purposes for their lives. So if you feel the need to donate or you feel called and led to donate, or you just want to find out more about this ministry and the wide variety of services that we offer, we strongly encourage you to check out our website, which is elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You can also give us a call at 613-699-1677, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Another thing we wanted to highlight for listeners today is the upcoming healing retreat. And as we've said in the past, space is already beginning to fill up. So if this is something you'd like to take advantage of, we strongly encourage you to do so. Michael, can you give us a reminder about what this healing retreat is about and how people can get more information if they feel that they want to attend? This healing retreat is about dealing with things in our lives that maybe we have buried. Maybe we have been working through it, but we can't seem to get that breakthrough. Maybe we have done counseling before, but maybe we feel as if there is still something there that needs to be dealt with. So I think this emotional healing retreat is an opportunity for there to be that big breakthrough, for there to be uh, that new height that you want to go to, but can't seem to get there. And so we believe that when we work in, in this way, in a healing retreat, not, we are dealing, number one, with the emotional issues that might have been standing in our way. But I also believe and expect that there is going to be emotion, physical healing. I believe that there's going to be physical healing as well, because I have seen time and time again that as the emotional healing takes place, that the physical things take care of themselves. I have had people come in to see me who they have stomach problems, they have uh, feelings of anxiety, and they just can't seem to cope in life, their physical ailments, pain all over. And what I have found typically is that when the emotional uh, the emotional things are taken care of, the physical symptoms start taking care of themselves because a lot of these physical symptoms that uh, that people manifest are as a result of very high cortisol level, very high stress level. So even if you have something and you think, you know, that is in the past, it is 20 years, but you haven't dealt with it, you might think that it's not affecting you. But that thing that is there, that is buried, is still sending stress responses to your body. And over time, those stress responses can be very toxic and can lead to physical physical symptoms. So this healing retreat is going to be a multi-day event. It's going to be running in June from the 9th to 11th at Providence Point in Lanark County. If this is something that's of interest to you, we encourage you again to check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com where you can find a link to sign up or you can give us a call at 613-699-1677. So Michael, as you said off the top, Today we are picking up on part two of our suppressed emotional right. series. And I forget to say, Melissa, mm. as well, that part one, if you haven't heard part one, you can listen to part one by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Just click on the radio show link and scroll down to where it, it talks about the suppressed emotions, the story, the story of Jonah. And you'll be able to listen to the first part of this episode. Mm-hmm. And today we're we're picking up towards the end of the story, and I think it's one a piece of the story that sometimes is missed in the Sunday school lesson uh, mentality that we have of Jonah. We think of Jonah, he gets 
told to go to Nineveh. He says no. He retreats. He gets swallowed by a whale. He gets spit out. He ends up in Nineveh. And for me, at least in my Sunday school experience and my mentality, it kind of ends there. Mm -hmm. But there's a really important part of the story that comes up. And you mentioned off the top, it has to do with shade and a tree. And you really identified this as an example of how this emotions that Jonah was suppressing ended up causing him to be triggered. So can you start by telling us what the sort of second half of the Jonah story is? Yes, let me just read a, a couple of verses here from the final chapter in, in Jonah, and it's, it's, it's verse 8, and it says, And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted, and wished in himself to die, and said, It is better for me to die than to live. And God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for a tree? And he said, I do well to be angry, even unto death. So here we have Jonah in this story where he is he's in his, in the, under this shade, and the shade was destroyed, and... It, the sun started beating down on his head and there was a wind and the discomfort of the, 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 the sun and the wind caused Jonah to wish that he might die. Now, this is, is, is very, very surprising because we, we see Jonah in a number of other situations before that that we would say, well, I can understand if you're in that situation, you might wish to die and you might be fearful. So the first the first place we see Jonah in this story is that he's on the sea and there is a storm that is brewing and the storm is of such magnitude that we are told in verse 5 of chapter 1 that the mariners were afraid. So here we have these men who are men of the sea and they are afraid of this storm. And Jonah is like, oh, throw me in the water. You know, I'm the one why this storm is here. Jonah is not afraid of this storm. He's asking to be cast overboard because he's saying, yes, I'm the one that is causing this misfortune in you because I am rebelling against God. So throw me over and everything will be okay. Next, we see the second big incident in Jonah's life where Jonah is now in the... In, 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 is now swallowed by a whale. And the Bible tells us in, in, in chapter, chapter 1 that he was in the belly of this fish, in verse 17, that he's in the belly of this fish for three days and three nights. But we didn't hear of Jonah saying that he wished to die. As a matter of fact, in the belly of the whale, he has this eloquent prayer that he's praying to God about, about and pray, sorry, praying after coming out of the belly of the whale about how God delivered him. And he seems very eloquent in, in this prayer, very composed, very theological. If you read the second chapter of Jonah, you, you, you can, you can almost build uh, some theology about what God is like by listening to Jonah's prayer. So it's a kind of prayer where you feel that he's saying things that he knows from his head, but it's not really coming from a very deep emotional place. But so we have these two big incidents that you could say, well, if I am in the belly of a whale and it's 
dark and scary and look like nowhere that I have seen before, I might wish to die. If I am thrown into a sea that even sailors are afraid of, I might wish that to die. But no, no, Jonah in neither of these two previous situations showed any intense emotion, showed any fear in the midst of the situation. But we come to a relatively minor situation in Jonah's life where we are told now that Jonah is in the situation where he's under a, a tree and the, the, the tree is eaten by a worm, a shrub, I should say, and the shrub is eaten by a worm. And immediately we, fee, we see Jonah in this intense emotion praying that he would die. So in, in, in psychological term, what Jonah is going through there is an example of a trigger. And a trigger is something that is relatively minor that results in a big emotional response because we haven't dealt with the bigger emotional stuff in life. So what stuff was being represented by this tree being eaten and destroyed or the shrub for Jonah in his life? So so if if you think about what this what this tree this tree being taken away, this shade being taken away, what it represents. We can say, first of all, it represents the unexpected for Jonah because you're, you're sleeping under a tree and then the next minute it is gone. You wake up and the tree that is providing you with shade is no longer there. You can talk about the unexpected in life. And the unexpected comes in many forms. Maybe you, you, you were you were brought into a family where it's expected that mom and dad would take care of you. Mom and dad would nurture you and protect you, but instead you were abused by one of your parents. That's the unexpected. Maybe you were in a marriage that this marriage, when you got into it, you think this is the, the man or the woman of my dream, but then you had your heart broken. That's the unexpected. So in Jonah's situation, this tree being taken away way represented the unexpected because for him this is supposed to to be there the other thing that this represented is god doing something that is against what i would expect god acting in a way contrary to the image that i have of him so you think about it jonah is expecting that this tree, which is the providence of God, would have been there for him, but it's now taken away. Now, what does this represent in a bigger sense for Jonah is that Jonah had some expectations of what God is like, of how God would treat the nations around the evil nations, and Nineveh was an evil and wicked city. And Jonah had this theological understanding of God where he had put God in this box and said, this city is evil. God is going to, is going to take revenge on them for the evil that they did. But instead, God did not fit into his theological mode. God expected in a way that's unexpected. So this tree is triggering that unexpected theology about God for Jonah. And there are times when we put God into boxes in our life. We expect that we are going to be married to this person that God gave us and we are going to be happily ever after. And then we have surprises along the way. We have hardship. 
and it doesn't fit into the story that we have in our head about how someone that God gave to us in marriage should work out and 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 we are frustrated and we're angry uh, angry at God but it may not come out as anger to God it may come out as anger to people around us that do things that surprise us so Jonah's anger over this gourd over this tree was really about anger towards God for God doing what is unexpected uh, in in his life. So how do we actually identify these triggers in our life? How do you make that link between, okay, it's not about the tree, this is about my anger towards God? Because sometimes when you're mad or maybe frustrated or sad, maybe you just think, well, I'm just feeling that way. That's just how I feel. But how do you actually identify that, know that feeling is actually linked to something a bit deeper? That's a very good good question, Melissa. And I think for, for myself in, in therapy, when I'm counseling individuals and I see a reaction that is over the top for a relatively minor thing, immediately I, I start thinking that this is a trigger that represented something bigger. I had a client a few years ago who got into a fight with a security guard at a mall because he was making a, he, he was arguing with his girlfriend and the guard intervened and and said you know keep quiet you you are you're talking too loudly and he he got into an altercation with 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 the guard and the way he got angry just didn't seem to make sense because the guard just asked him to keep down his voice and when I begin to explore that overreaction, what I saw is that that guard telling him that he was doing something wrong was a reminder to him of his very abusive father who would chastise him for making noise around the house and would would, would beat him physically and, and would, would, would make him feel very demeaned and unworthy. So here we have this situation with his father that wasn't dealt with, was never dealt with. Anger towards his father was never dealt with. And so now you have a situation where this anger is coming out to this security guard in a way that was just over the top. Sometimes you have other situations where where it might not be anger, but someone might be be very hurt because of a lost personal item that is relatively trivial in value. And you say, well, the way that you're reacting for this trivial item, this minor item, seems a little bit extreme. Tell me about losses in your life. And when you start exploring these losses, you can see that that loss of that item, that item represented lost opportunities in life. And so it's just like that straw that broke the camel's back. This is what triggers are like. It's not that the straw is big. It's not that the straw is heavy, but this straw is just one more little thing added to the weight that you're carrying that makes it seems over the top. So that, that's, that's how I identify trigger when I realize that the, 
that the reaction is over the top and to a relatively minor thing. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we are taking part two of our Suppressed Emotion series, looking at the life of Jonah. If you've missed the first part of this show or where you would like to see or listen actually to our previous radio broadcast, we encourage you to check out our website, elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. While you're there, we also encourage you to check out our many resources as well as information about our upcoming retreat on June 9th to the 11th in Lanark County. If you prefer, you can also give us a call at 613-699-1677 and we'd be happy to answer any questions that you may have. So Michael, you just finished talking about how you identify that something is a trigger. Once you identify that you're being triggered and you are having this disproportional response to some something in your life, what should people do to begin to tackle that? that, that that's a very good question because I, I think if, if you look at a trigger, you could think of it as a, it, it, as a, a form of this psychological defense mechanism that they call displacement. And displacement is a term that is, is used to mean that an emotion that is really for something else is been reflected on a, a, a lesser, more minor uh, situation. So, for example, someone at work, they might be had a, had a bad day with a boss that they felt powerless towards that boss. And so they come home and now that frustration and that pain is taken out and the dog, they kick the dog at the door and they're shouting at their wives and they're mad at the kids for making noise. Now, it's not really about the dog or the wife or the kids. It's just about the frustration and the pain and the sense of of, of being powerless. And so I, when it comes to dealing with trigger, it's important to stop and reflect and say, what is this really about? Am I really angry about with my wife for, for just asking me, how was your day? Am I angry at my child for making noise? Or is there something that's bigger that's going on? So if Jonah had asked this question of himself, he could say, wait a minute here. This is just a shade. I can move to another spot, another tree, somewhere else where I can shelter from the sun. If, 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 this shade isn't there anymore. Why am I wishing that I might die? Because my shade is taken away. Is it really about the shade? And if Jonah had asked that question of himself, he would have realized that the real issue that he had been through very dangerous situations, two very dangerous situations that he could have died. But he survived, and he never really dealt with the emotion in the moment of being in those situations. Very calm, being thrown into the midst of the sea. Very calm, being in the belly of the whale, but now losing it because his shade is taken away. I, I remember another situation where this man told me some years ago that he was out camping with his family and they were on the river and they came into a dangerous situation where they almost went over a fall and he was fighting to get that get that uh, boat to, to go away from the current and he had great difficulty but finally he managed to bring that that boat to the bank 
And he had no great reaction about it then. He, he just went on. They had a picnic that day. Everything went well. But then he said he got home that night. And just about the time when his head hit the pillow, he started going into a panic attack because he realized that my family could have perished today. It was then that the strong emotions came. And the other piece, um, as you talk about the importance of dealing with these emotions and the fact that when we don't, even though we're trying to push them away, push them away, push them away, they always will come to the surface. A question that comes to mind, because we do try to look things um, from a spiritual lens here in Elam, is how was God with Jonah through his trials? And what can we take from that to apply to our own emotional needs today? Yes, I, I think the, the God in, in the book of Jonah is the God of the storms. He's the God of the belly of the whale. And if we think of those two experiences, we can, we can make some, uh, we, we, we can, we can draw some truth from that because the God of the storm, the storm represents when things are in a turmoil in your life. Things are not going to what is expected. When, when even the men of the sea were so fearful that the ship was going to be ripped apart, that's an example of situations that seem to be overwhelming, to be out of control. In the belly of the whale, are those situations that you feel confined, you feel restricted, you feel as if there is no out, you feel as if you're stuck, you feel as if you can't get out. And I think God is the God of the storm. God is also the God that when you feel like you're in the belly of the whale, he's still there. And I think this story is is a story about hope because what it says to, say to us is that even when things seem as if they're at its worst, God is still there and he's still working. Even when Jonah might not have realized that God was with him in the belly of the whale, God was there. God was there with him through in in the storm as well and so the, the 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 truth for us that we need to take from that is that when you're going through those difficult situations in life where you feel like life is in a chaos when you feel like you're stuck and trapped god is still there and hope is a very important thing to our well-being because as long as you have hope you can rise above your situation and I think this realization that God is there for, for those of us who have faith and trust in God, all the studies have shown that this, all this, the, the psychological and scientific studies have, have shown that people who have, who have hope in a, in a higher power, who have faith in a higher power, do better in these kind of situations than people who are just depending on the power within themselves. And as we talked about in, that, in our first show right off the top, God wants to hear what you're concerns are if he's calling you to something or challenging you to do things and you're feeling that not in the pit of your stomach and you're uncomfortable instead of pushing that away speak up and have that dialogue and right. talk to him or alternatively talk to someone who you trust in your circles as well absolutely and what i like about this story it shows us a god who is in pursuit of us who is passionate about us who doesn't give up on us even when jonah was running the, the other way God was still with him. He was running from the direction that God wanted him to do. But God could have chosen anybody else. God could have given up on Jonah. But God still pursued him. 
So it doesn't matter what you have done in life. It doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter how wrong you are. God is still in pursuit of you. He's still passionate about you. He still cares for you. And there is still hope. What an uplifting message. And I think a really great way to end today's show on that message of hope and that God is there for us, even in our darkest hours when we may not even want to deal with it ourselves. He's there for us. Yes. And I feel like we're speaking to someone out there today who you can, you might be feeling this message is for me. This show is for me. I'd like you to take hope from this. And if you need further help, if you need to talk to us, give us a call at 613-699-1677. You can also go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Also keep in mind about our upcoming healing retreat on the weekend of the 9th to 11th of June at Providence Park. That's just about an hour outside of Ottawa. And there are still eight spaces available. If you'd like to register, you can call us or go to our website. And thank you again for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. And so until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.